guys, it is almost time for the best time of the year, and that's tailgate season. And when you think about tailgates, you're thinking about beers and you're thinking about food. And when you're thinking about food, you're thinking about hot sauce. I'm talking about Silk City Hot Sauce. It's a mom-and-pop business from Vermont that produces hot sauce with locally grown peppers. There's several blends and flavors. Here's just a few. You got Slurp, which is fresh peaches, honey, Vermont apple cider, habanero and cherry pepper blend with a hint of smoked jalapeno. We got the Badass Jew, which is four pepper blend, jalapeno, cherry pepper, serrano, and habaneros with tomato, roasted red peppers, roasted garlic, and Mexican seasoning. Good Morning Jonestown, which is a smoked habanero and smoked serrano with carrots, roasted peppers, garlic, onions, and a splash of white vinegar. Killer Hot is their second hottest, three pepper blend featuring fatali, habanero, and ghost with roasted red peppers, garlic, and honey. Ghost Whisper is a pile of ghost and habanero with roasted peppers, garlic, onion, and red vinegar. It's a very powerful sauce with a deep and delicious flavor. And you guys got to check out the artwork on these bottles. Silk City uses professional comic book artists to create the coolest looking hot sauce in the biz. They offer great deals when you purchase the two, three, four, five, or six mix and match packs. Go to SilkCityHotSauce.com and use the coupon code CHOP. You're going to receive 20% off your order. You're going to receive a free bottle, and you're going to get some stickers along with that. That's SilkCityHotSauce.com. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How are you? How you feeling? Welcome to another podcast. Pretending I'm very upbeat. <laughs> Probably what radio guys have to do every day, isn't it? Probably get on there like, hey, all right, I'm feeling really happy. Oh, yeah. Even though, you know, they were in a fucking traffic jam. There was probably a uh, something horrific that happened to them. Their house flooded out. And they turned that switch on at the radio station. Hey, good morning, everybody. You're listening to 102.9 FM. This is Joe Matteris. And uh, it's a great morning, isn't it? Isn't it, Steve? Yeah, it is. I know. I'm loving it. No, it's not. It's not. They're lying. They're lying to you. And... That's what I'm going to try to do on today's episode. Be even more honest than uh, your normal comedian would be or your normal uh, podcaster, I guess, which is um, it's a shitty week. It's a shitty week so far, unless it makes some sort of miraculous turn. Uh, I am having a bitch of a time selling a lot of tickets to my show this Friday in Collingswood at the uh, Scottish Rite Auditorium. I'm doing Remember When, the all-new 2021 edition of it. Putting a lot of work in. Got rid of the band. The band is still going to do uh, November 6th when I do Remember When, the all-new version of it uh, at the Emelin Theater in Mamaroneck, New York. We will have the full band, but in Phil or I almost said Philly Collingswood, we will not. We will not have the full band. I'm going with the DJ version of it, which is a friend of mine I grew up with, known him since kindergarten. He's my longest, longest friend. We're still friends. 
Been friends since kindergarten. Crazy, right? We lived in the same neighborhood, and uh, we're still friends. And he's going to do the music and all the pictures for my show in Collingswood this Friday, October 1st. By the way, a lot of tickets available. JoeMatteris.com is where you got to go to get those. Uh, I spent $3,000 on radio commercials. They don't seem to be selling a lot of tickets. I uh, I have to pay the DJ, and I have to pay my opening acts, which I always do. No matter how I do, I have to pay them. Uh, and I have to give the theater 20% of the door. So I take 80% of the door, which is a pretty good cut. It's a pretty good cut. Uh, and the tickets are 25 30 35 and 40 There's four tiers of tickets in this theater. It has... A lot of sections to it because it's a thousand fifty-one seats. So young comics out there, I want to tell you, don't think buying radio spots can really do a lot. Um, it, it it's, I don't know. Someone said this to me today, and I think it makes a lot of sense. Radio commercials work for long-lasting things like an establishment that's just going to be there. So just do radio on there all the time. Like you'll, That's why you'll hear like a, a, a car dealership. Their radio commercials are always on certain stations all the time. Every week for a year, you're going to hear those ads, you know. It, 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 or a restaurant, like a chain, like uh, in the South Jersey Philly area. Chickie and Pete's is a big... Uh, Sports bar that are all over the place. There's probably a hundred of those places. So you'll hear radio ads for them. But doing uh, commercials for a comedian, I don't know if they work unless the comedian is really huge. And I'm, I'm an idiot because I've said that before. I've told people this. If you run an ad and no one ever heard of the guy, it's not going to work that well. But I was thinking since it's... My the market I do the best in South Jersey, Philadelphia, that running the ads would make sense. Last time I did this theater was February of 2020, a month before the pandemic started and all the gigs started getting canceled, and I got 700 people to this theater. That was the last time I did it, and uh, that was a great turnout. I made some good moolah that night. Uh, I think um, we we closed off the top of the theater. We didn't even have it available for a thousand fifty one because I, I knew I probably couldn't sell a thousand tickets, but seven hundred. Let's go for it, and and we did. I think we we I think we came like twenty away from selling it out. So this time it's fully open, which I should have made it smaller. <laughs> You could do that in these theaters. Even comedy clubs, the good ones, have that. They got like the wall that you can pull across that closes it off and makes it smaller. Or sometimes you'll see them just put less seats down. So you can't even tell that it's it's sat, it's set up for a lot less. You can't tell because it's in the same space. That's what like a smart venue will do. But then it spreads them out. You don't really want to be, you know. Comedy is a closed-in thing. So maybe... It, Maybe that, I mean, that's honestly probably the main thing that's going on is COVID, all the rules, people not knowing, do they have to wear a mask to come to a comedy show? Do they have to not wear the mask? What are the rules? Do I have to show a vaccination card? 
if you go into an area where you got a lot of those morons that are unvaccinated, which I still don't understand. I argue. I have a few friends that aren't vaccinated, and I just argue with them. I'm like, just get your what? The, what the fuck? <laughs> I think half of it is for me in my career that I think if everybody was vaccinated, the numbers would be a lot lower, and then we would, uh, you know, not have people terrified to come and see a show indoors. So I know that's going on, but it just. It, it, it annoys me that there's certain people that they'll make the exception for. Like people are like, fuck it. Like there's certain people that just they're just like, fuck it. If they're huge enough, they're like, fuck it. I'll, I'll go to that. I'll go see Sebastian Maniscalco or Bill Burr or Kevin Hart. And, uh, you know, which, by the way. Those are the guys, I, I appreciate those guys in my business. The three that I just named, really. Kevin Hart is like a, uh, maybe, I don't know if he's on the on the line there. And what I'm talking about are comedians that made it and built their fan base because of their stand-up comedy. Their comedy was so good and people liked it so much that they wanted to go see them live and they got a huge fan base from a comedy special or something like that. Everybody saw it and loved it. Sebastian, uh, what's wrong with people? When that special came out, it blew them up. It was fucking hilarious. Everybody loved it and it blew them up. I like that route. Um, But then there's other guys out there in my field now that it's... You know, the comedy is like second nature now. I don't know if you guys realize it, but um, if you don't really, if you're not really a big draw, they don't really want to book you anymore. There's not like, oh, well, we'll pay you less because you're not as big of a draw. There's not. Like, I, I've said this for years. That like, is it fair that someone like an Amy Schumer makes this fucking much money and then I make like, it's it's such a big difference you know and it's frustrating as a performer and being honest about it because the difference in the talent level there's not much difference and sometimes it, it their talent levels worse worse it would be like if a quarterback who threw a million interceptions and never won was making more than Tom Brady who's always winning Super Bowls, you know, it, that's what it would be like. So, cause it's, it's all based on the ticket selling ability, not on the talent level. And then, you know, sure. Like I said, I like the guys that got the following from their talent level. And I can name them in my field, Bill Burr, uh, Dave Chappelle, those are the number twos. The, those are those are like the top guys. Two guys, and they're both like my favorite comedians that are doing it right now, that made their fan base from being really good stand-up comedians. But then you get these other guys, this other underbelly of stand-up that it's like it's like from a podcast or whatever, and then people will pay to go see them do stand-up. And... Uh, I don't know. It's weird to me. 
to pay money to go watch them do something that isn't what they that you like them for. You know, it would be like, oh, I love Joe Matteris. I hear he's going to go do music and he's going to sing and you pro- you wouldn't come. Right. I mean, does does that does that happen? Like I know Kevin Bacon's in a band like the Bacon Brothers. Do, do they sell out because he's Kevin Bacon? I mean, it's sure it helps the tickets. But when you think about it, it's stupid that it helps the tickets because, you know, Kevin Bacon because of him being in movies, not because of his music. You you don't do you own any of his albums? Did you go buy the Bacon Brothers greatest hits? There's lots of those guys. Who else? Uh, uh, Keanu Reeves. That guy hat was in a band. Did anyone go pay to see that band? Because it's Keanu Reeves. There's there's people out there that go do it. They just want to see the fucking famous person. There's soap opera people that do live performances, and people go. They just want to fucking stare at the person. That's what's really annoying, and that's you know. I'm a little annoyed this week. That's all. I mean, uh, sure, you could say that it's bitter. And maybe it is a, a little bit bitter, but I think I have a reason to be bitter. Because it's uh, it, to me, it feels unfair. That's, that's where I feel right now. And I got a lot of callers calling in. Uh, they left voice messages on this topic and also about if they'd gone to see any live performances lately indoors or outdoors like this theater I'm doing this Friday is indoors it's their first indoor show because they close all summer it's it's a really old historic theater they don't have air conditioning so they're only open in the fall the winter and the spring so uh, I'm praying it's not a thousand degrees in there it looks like it's going to be cool Friday night so it shouldn't be bad Friday I think it's gonna be like 55 degrees so it should be nice inside that theater but I was ready to put on the tickets and everywhere I was selling it we're gonna keep the doors out open (laughs) ready to keep the doors open in my theater I just said my theater in the theater which is if you knew me that's classic because I'm so OCD I can't I hate when I'm doing a theater and I'm on stage and I can see the back doors and they just leave them open they do that sometimes and for some reason, it bothers me. The doors need to be shut. I don't want to look at people walking around in the hallway that aren't at the show. Close the fucking doors and everybody in here, let's do comedy. That's how it's easier to connect when everything's closed in. And I was ready to put that on the ticket. Leave the theater doors open. <laughs> so let's go to the phones. Let's see who we got here uh, first on the phones. Hey, Joe, Chris from Ashland, Mass. Hope you're doing well. I'm looking at your topic today, and I'm sorry you got the blues. I know it's fucking shitty out there for people to do what you do, and it's it's just a, a tough fight. I volunteer at a... Uh, let me pause you. I, see, I, don't, I, don't know if it, I don't know if it is shitty out there for people to do what I do, because it's like what I just said. There's people out there that do what I do. I don't even think they're taking a hit. They're still doing good. There's others, people out there doing great. They're doing fucking great. <laughs> it's really fucking annoying. <laughs> uh, yes, yes, that that's what it is. All right, back to your call. Sorry. Small theater in uh, 
in Natick, Massachusetts. Let me spin there this for guy. people that do what you do, and it's it's just a, a tough fight. I volunteer at a small theater in uh, in Natick, Massachusetts, just a you know 20 miles from Boston, and we started doing indoor shows again, and they're doing real well. They're selling real well. Um, but I think it's just people have this thirst to see shows, but it's, you know, it's different shows every night. And I've been to a couple of other concerts myself. Uh, saw Alice Cooper the other night at an outdoor venue. Um, there was some, quite a few empty seats, um, here and there. I think the problem, one of the problems you might be having is, I don't think it's that people don't want to go. I, I think it's just tough. You know, first of all, you, you're talking about a thousand seat, seat theater. That's, that's a tough sell for, for anybody. So this, you shouldn't beat yourself up about that at all, dude. Um, I think the other hard part is when you do residency style shows, if I'm not mistaken, there's a show, a show at the theater you've done before, the kind of residency you're doing. I think that's actually harder in this climate because I have to stop Chris. I, I had to text him after I heard this voicemail earlier today. Uh, this show isn't the residency. The residency was in um, Scarsdale at Jackie B's. That was that's been done. I did three in a row at the same space, and I sold all those out. That went great, um, but that was an outdoor space, and it was a lot smaller. It was only 120 seats. Yes, a thousand is really different. As much as people have a craving to go out, if you're in the same place, it's it's really drawing the same people. You know, I mean, there's only so far someone's going to travel to see a show. Once they've seen a show, okay, they've seen that. Now they want to see something else. So I think that's that. That might be what you're experiencing right now. It's not your fault. It has nothing to do with you or how talented you are. Uh, you're great at what you do. Uh, I think you just got to ride it out, and I know it's not easy. Um, but that's it. I hope everything's well otherwise, and that the family's good, and I miss you. And I hope to see you soon. Take care, man. Good old Chris from Ashland, Mass. He's always great. Um, yeah. So the, you you work at the small theater. They're selling the tickets, uh, and like I said, this isn't a residency, but you, you do have a little bit of a point because I did do this show. Remember when the first time I ever did it was at this place, February two thousand twenty. Uh and this show is titled the all-new Remember When 2021 edition because I was afraid that people would think, oh, I'm not, what am I going to do, go watch him do the same show again? I'm not going to watch that. I saw it already. So that, that is something that is hard, that is in our comedy business. Um, but granted, I always say, way easier for guys like a Bill Burr or a Sebastian Maniscalco to turn over a new hour and go do it the next year. Think about guys like me. And I know lots of other comedians that are in this th same thing that I'm in, where we have to turn over the whole new hour for a lot less shows than guys like that do. Those guys are doing shows upon show every week. They're doing like five theater shows. Like ours are spaced out. It's like a theater here, then a theater here and the ne the following month or it could be five, six weeks. So it's like, it, it, it's hard to perfect it and it's hard to build a whole new hours, which is what I'm putting up this Friday, completely different one. I made sure I wanted it to be a hundred percent different than what I did 
in February of 2020. And not a lot of shows under my belt because of Corona. So <laughs> it's fucking brutal. It's it's real. It's really hard. Um, let's go to the next caller. This is Katie Chrysler. Um, I just wanted to say that I did go see Louis C.K. about a month ago. And um, although I'm vaccinated, I still wore a mask. And it felt uh, exciting but also scary a little bit to be indoors with that many people. Um, It was great to laugh. Um, I also was a little disappointed in his show, but that's a different story. But, um, God, I hope you don't play this because this is really boring. <laughs> I know it's, um, no, it's but, not. But uh, I would go see you. That's for sure. <laughs> um, okay. Was this helpful? <laughs> Probably not. Katie Chrysler. By the way, uh, Katie Chrysler uh, had a big part. She's an actress friend of mine. She had a big part in that, um, geez, what the hell is that show called? With Kate Winslet. Um, Mayor? Mayor of East something? Mayor of Eastland? Something like that. Um, She had a big part in that. She's a great actress. Um, And a sweet, sweet girl. She lives uh, locally. I know her. Um, Louis C.K., you know, it's interesting. What I picked up from your message that connected with me was where you said his show was a little disappointing. It wasn't as great as you thought it was going to be. Now, maybe that's because he's not performing a lot either. Even Louis C.K., because he had his whole situation, he's not out there performing a lot. So when you go to see him, it's a lot of half-baked, right? Because he doesn't have the stage time. You can write all you want at home as a comedian. It's not really like being in a band where you can practice at home. Very hard to practice stand-up at home. I mean, I got this stuff written, but it changes so much when I get on stage. And then I start to figure it out. And then night after night after night, it's getting sharpened. And like, like you're whittling a stick. Like, if I watch some of my really old stuff, it was t- so much tighter than me as a comedian now. So it's making me afraid, is what I'm saying from your message, that when I, even when I did remember when, in February of 2020, there were cheat sheets all over the stage. I had notes on every monitor on that stage, and I was obvious about it, and it was obvious they were there, and I needed them. You know, I'm doing an, I was doing 90 minutes of new material that I had basically written at home and hadn't got out to do it all at once. I've done little sections here and there in New York City, but that's that's what's hard. It's like a catch-22, you know, because sometimes if you got so many gigs going and you're working constantly, you're really sharp, but you get bored of the material and you don't, en- you don't enjoy it, and the crowd picks that up, and it's not as funny when when the jokes feel old to you. So it's like you always got to find that happy medium, they say, when you're filming a special of when the material, you really know it, but you're not sick of it yet at the same time. It's, it's tough to, uh, to time things. So much timing in life is what I'm trying to say, folks. <laughs> All right. 
Next one. Next one. Next one. Joe Matarese, it's Vinny Brandt calling into what I call the best podcast running in the country. Today's topic. How the hell are we selling tickets on an indoor venue? By the way, Vinny Brandt, owner of the Stress Factory Comedy Club. He owns two, one in New Brunswick, New Jersey, one in Bridgeport, Connecticut. Perfect guy to uh, be talking to about this subject. During the pandemic. Listen, it's harder than ever right now to sell tickets to an indoor event. But let me assure you, as somebody that runs both an outdoor and indoor event, people will go. It just doesn't have to be a very, very big star. You have to see someone gigantic. After all, if you're going to risk getting sick, it's got to be for Kevin Hart or better. That seems to be the running theme right now. People will go out. You just want to go out for big, big names. It's actually quite funny when you think about it. It's almost as if people say, hey, from their deathbed, hey, sorry I'm leaving you, but it was worth it. Look, it's harder than ever, and I want to assure everybody, in New Jersey in particular, we're 70% vaccinated or post-virus. It's probably okay. You should go out. Y'all must have seven. All right, his uh, his message got cut off there. He's he called back. Which uh, should I scroll ahead and just play his whole message right now? Okay, here's the here's the rest of them. Here's the rest of them. It's me, Vinny Brand, again. And another thing, here's the problem: comedy in general is worth coming out for. I don't think you're going to get sick. You should go. All right, but. Let's just face the fact here. You're doing plenty of other things. 110,000 people watched the Michigan record game in the stadium. 110,000 separated by inches. You go on a plane, you're in an aluminum toothpaste tube, 10 miles in the air, an inch and three quarters from someone else because you're too, too cheap to fly first class. Listen, my point is simple. Yes, it's hard to sell tickets now, but it doesn't make sense. You're doing plenty of other things. Go out and enjoy comedy. Because guess what comedy does that football doesn't do? It boosts your immune system. That's right. Comedy, just like sex, boosts your immune system. So go to a comedy club, get a girl you're with to laugh, and then have sex. You'll be rock solid at that point. Look, go to the show. Go see Joe Matarese this week. Go to the Stress Factory in New Brunswick or Bridgeport. Don't wait for the big name you think worth, that's worth dying for. We're all worth dying for. Hope we see you soon. Yeah, man. Very well said by Vinny. I, I called him. I hadn't heard the second one, but I had heard the first one, and I said... There should be a bit there. I said, that sounds like a bit for you because you're a club owner and a comedian. You could talk about how like that people are selecting who they'll come and see and who's worth the risk, which is like funny to me. It's like funny that uh, you'll go see like a friend of mine said he just went to see Guns N' Roses at Fenway Park. Now it was outside. So that's like a perfect spot. Like music can crank it out outside. I've been doing comedy outside, and there's certain ones that can that can do it, and there's certain outdoor venues where it just feels like you're outside. 
There needs to be some sort of. It can't look like it can't look like like you know you have those infinity pools where it just looks like the water just keeps going. It's an infinity. Like it can't be like that with comedy when you're outside. You can't just be in a field that just keeps going. We need to. I need to see some sort of barrier for some reason. Maybe that's my obsessive compulsive I had disorder clicking in. I did some other show outside. And I thought it was a good idea. I said, park all the cars like around where the people are sitting. So it just feels like a, a close together situation, even though it's not. Um, but yes, that's it's also interesting that comedy and laughter does help you. It's an important thing to have happen. And, and you need to go out and laugh. So uh, I don't know. I'm just a believer in the vaccine. I have the vaccine. I got double vaccinated. I've been fine. I understand, yes, you can still get it. But I trust that uh, I won't. Or if I do, it's going to be a very minimal version of it. Because I'm, I don't know. I feel like I'm physically fit. I, I go to the gym. I play sports. I exercise. Um, I try to eat right. I don't eat great, but I try to eat right. I'm not overweight. I don't have any other health issues. So it's like we're at the point now. I mean, I guess that's what it is. You're at a point where your comedy has to either draw. (laughs) You have to have healthy people is mostly your audience. Or if you're some comedian that a lot of like people that are, you know, way overweight and don't take care of themselves and get wasted and just eat McDonald's every day. They love your comedy. You got to hope that 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 translate into those people don't worry about their health, obviously, because they eat like shit. So they're still going to go out. So maybe uh, that's a better way. You know, I bet most of my fans are more conscious, you know. They know uh, what's bad for them and what isn't. And some of these comedians that I've talked about that have these huge podcasts and stuff, and I and I see what they talk about on their shows and what their fans interact with, and they look like they could, they're not worried about fucking getting COVID. They just look like, you know, down and dirty. That's just what I call it, you know. And, and I've said it for a while that if you have that kind of fan base – um, it's easier to grab them on the internet than if you are more of a dad who's in his fifties like me. I mean, a lot of the guys I know don't hyper focus on social media. They don't. So it's really hard to get them to know you're even doing a show. So that's kind of why I put the money in the radio thinking that would work. <laughs> All right. There are days left, and I'm going to be on Preston and Steve in Philly, which is like the number one morning show down there. So I'm doing that tomorrow morning, which is Wednesday at 9 a.m. if you want to hear me on that. And hopefully that that pushes some over the edge. But I don't know if it will because I just I don't know if terrestrial radio does anything anymore. Unless you're huge. All right. I got to get back to the right call. Let's see who we got here. Hey, Steve Trevelis. I finally got an excuse why I can't headline. It's not that I can't draw. It's that COVID is keeping people away. Worked out pretty good, huh? 
I'm telling you, COVID can't draw a crowd, but yet it's the big headliner all over the world, and people are afraid to go out. And uh, the way I look at it is, if you got the vaccine, you shouldn't have to worry about anything. Oh, my God, let me get the vaccine. I can still give it to people. I can still get it for people. But why did you get the vaccine? You get the vaccine, you're protected. If you're protected, go out and enjoy the show. Uh, but having said all that, there's still people that are afraid. But at the same time, there are people that are dying to uh, get out of the house and go see a show. And it's just the idea of uh, getting those people to come, not the easiest thing to do. Maybe set up a little vaccine station that you can come, you can get the shot, and uh, you can go in. I don't know. Sooner or later, this is uh, this dam is going to burst, and then everybody's going to allow see comedy. It would also be nice if comedy would return to being funny again and not politically correct, but that's a whole other story. Fortunately, with Joe Matarese, we don't have to deal with that. <laughs> Talk to you later. <laughs> Trevelise. Could you tell he's a radio personality? Steve Trevelise, 101.5. He's also on um, WIP. I think he's still on WIP. I know he's on 101.5 in uh their stations in Trenton, New Jersey. Pretty big station. He's been in radio for his whole life. So, Steve, thank you. Thank you for taking the time out to call into my podcast. Uh, well, as you know, the vaccine station wouldn't work because it takes, uh, what, two, two, three weeks for that vaccine to start working once you got it. But I did agree with what you said. Why did you get the vaccine if you're still not going to worry? And you, you, that was a great point because... That was why I got the vaccine, and that's the way I'm, I try to behave. I got the vaccine, but the thing that makes it hard, you know, that I can go out, but the thing that makes it hard, Steve, is like I have a daughter who's nine, about to be 10. She's too young to get vaccinated, so I have someone in my house who's unvaccinated. So that's where my wife and I get nervous and try to wear our masks when we're in situations that are indoors like that because we're afraid we're going to bring it home. We're vaccinated. We're protected. Then our daughter is going to get COVID as you know, you get these emails every couple of days from my daughter's school. Another kid has COVID. The kids are getting it that are young because they're not vaccinated. So we're trying to protect our kids too. And of course, how can that not hurt ticket sales? There's no way like it's hard enough to sell tickets without like, barriers being in there that are now and that's why the huge acts aren't noticing the difference because they're so fucking huge that they would have sold it out in the first day you know you remember back in the day when i never did it in my life i never went went you know and waited overnight for tickets but like there's people that do that shit i never did it did you ever do that that would be a good one for next week remember when you used to wait overnight all right. Who else we got here? Hey, Joe. It's Jerry. Jerry Rowan from Philadelphia. Back from Florida. So, uh, reality hits hard. Anyway, man, I, I feel for you, Joe, because we're having similar problems with this production of Footloose that we're trying to do. And, uh, I mean, asking people to wear masks for hours on end doesn't help, you know. They, they don't want to come inside and wear masks. All you know for whatever, whatever it is, two, three hours, whatever, however long the show is. Sometimes you know, it's it's a it's a mess. And in our in our show, they're actually trying to to debate to debate whether we're going to wear masks performing. I and mean, can you imagine that they're going to have us wear a mask while we're singing and dancing and acting? I mean, 
I, I, I was ready to quit when I heard that myself. I, I don't know. I probably won't because I committed. I committed. So I'm just hoping this all works out and that we don't have to wear them before the performance. I mean, vax or, or negative test or, or both, whatever the hell they want to do for me not to wear the mask. Anyway, I, I could go on and on on this, man. I feel for you, dude. I, I, I this, this all sucks. That's all I got. Sorry. See you. Thanks, Jerry. Jerry Rowan, Philly boy. Thank you, dude. Uh, yeah, that's crazy. They want you to wear masks while you're masks while you're on stage, <laughs> singing. I mean, that that would be really hard. And and I, I can't even have a conversation with somebody when I'm in when I'm wearing a mask. It just feels weird. They can't see my expression. I can't see theirs. It's just odd. And I'm like, I got ADD and I'm half deaf anyway. I'm like, huh? What did you say? What? I can't. Can you pull the mask down? No, I can't pull the mask down. Fuck. All right. So, uh, I, and how could you act? Because the acting is a conversation. You need to. You need to be uh, feeding off of each other. It's not a solo. So we'll see. Uh, I'm told that they don't have to wear the masks inside in New Jersey. I thought they did, but I'm told they don't. Maybe in Pennsylvania they do. So I think uh, I don't think they're gonna have to wear masks, but don't quote me on that. Call the theater, ask them. It should be on their website what the rules are right now. But I don't think you have to wear the mask. Who we got? Hey Joe, it's Dave from uh, Rhode Island. Hope you're doing well. Uh, we were actually just talking about you regarding the subject. Uh, we were at City Winery this weekend in Boston. To see a concert, uh, Marco Bears, the OAR lead singer, and he had like four shows over the weekend. And in Massachusetts, you have to wear a mask indoors, but as soon as you sit down, you have to wear a mask. And the place was absolutely packed, like sardines, and um, you know, no one was wearing a mask, so it felt a little, felt a little weird being in an enclosed place um, after all this craziness going on. But um, it was really, really crowded for all the events and. We're thinking how that type of venue would be awesome for, for you to get back going and uh, have your comedy events. So um, hopefully you'll get back to a place like that soon. Hope all is well and talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Uh, thanks, Dave. Dave in Rhode Island. I don't, I, yeah, I don't understand that one. I've been in restaurants like that where you got to wear the mask and then as soon as you sit down, you can take the mask off. It's like, come on, really? We could have had the mask off the whole time. This is stupid. Uh, I Yeah, I don't get that. I don't get that. Um, but I guess this is our world now. This is just what it is, right? I have to just accept it. Hope I don't have to go back to construction. Because I don't truly love doing construction. <laughs> I like doing... I like being creative. I like creative jobs. That's what I want to do. Okay, okay, all right. Joe Matter Reese, this is Ron Long out of Philadelphia. <laughs> Southwest born, West Philly raised, Parkside. Oh, man, you stuff I did that pandemic. Uh, things are slowing down, man, but it's, but I'm still going to go see Joe Matter Reese in Collinswood, New Jersey, this Friday. I'm going. And what's tough about the, the pandemic thing is, you know, when you do have a show, as a comic, it could be, it could be tough because the people – you may be killing at a show, 
but you can't hardly hear them laugh that loud because they got their mask on. So it feel like you might be killing, but it seems like you're bombing, but I don't know. But it's tough out this pandemic. You know what I mean? Hopefully it'll be we're on the latter stage of it, the end part of it, but we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. Uh, the shows have been fair as far as people coming out. Mainly, I've only been to my show, Darby, Pennsylvania, D Cafe. I'll be there uh, Thursday, and I'm going to see Joe Matarese Friday, Collinswood, New Jersey. Um, that's about it. Joe's an old friend, good friend of mine. Go back about, I think, about 30 years when he had the long Bon Jovi hair. <laughs> <laughs> when Twisted Sister was a big thing and all that good stuff. All right. Ron Long, Instagram, at Ronald from Philly. And uh, Joe Matarese. Joey, 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 Joey. See you Friday, bro. Ron Long. Ron Long. I only know him as Ronnie Long. Ronnie Long, we did. We started open mics together in Philly back in 1989, 90-ish. Ron was like, I don't know, 14, 15 years old doing stand-up and killing it. And he was like the big talk amongst us all. This 15-year-old kid was fucking funny. And we're still friends. I remember having him over my house a few times. And uh, I don't remember why. I think I booked. Oh, I just, I booked some gigs when I was starting out. That's what it was. And I booked Ronnie, uh, and I and he used to come and do them. And he was like really cool. And he'd come over. He's always a nice kid. Now I don't know. He must be like maybe he's like five years, four or five years younger than me. So you're probably about you're about forty eight, forty nine. If I had to guess, Ron, I don't know if you're fifty yet. But I look forward to seeing you Friday night at my show up uh, up in Collingswood, New Jersey, October 1st, Friday night, 8 p.m. And go, go, to, go to Darby, PA, and see Ron on Thursday. Dude's hilarious. Go check him out. Follow him on Instagram there, too. You heard that. All right. I think we have two. Ooh, we have two more. We have two more. Here we go. Hey, Joe. Ron Poliquin. Uh, regarding your Remember When event, I'd like to say sorry I cannot attend because I'll be being honored in Eureka College. So, an excuse. If you have a choice of being somewhere where you're honored or somewhere not honored, you go to the place where you're being honored. That's my point of view. I think you're competing with a lot of fall events. There's a lot of stuff going on. I've been to a, you know, I don't know. I've never really changed since COVID, but... Uh, there's a lot of sports stuff. There's a lot of shit going on, man. Your, your crowd, your target, target audience is, uh, is like, uh, you know, people that have kids and shit. And, you know, just getting to school and all that stuff. You're asking a lot of them. So I would go. What I recommend people do is you go and you buy like six tickets. You know? Because it's really hard to get, like, if you're gonna go with people, you just buy the tickets yourself, eat the money. And then bring people out, and then you become like the hero of the evening. So that's what my plan would be. Like I would like buy like a six or seven tickets, give them out to people. They're not that expensive, really, and uh, people have a you know great interactive experience with you. Uh, so if there's any fans out there on the fence, you want to like impress, bring out a couple couples. You buy the tickets yourself. Don't expect any money back. Maybe they'll buy drinks or dinner or whatever, and then you go out and have a fun time. That's what I do anyways. All right. See you, Joe. Have a great weekend. Hope people buy those tickets. Buy the tickets. 
<laughs> Thank you, Ron. That's great advice. I like that. I like that little um, move there, which is buy extra tickets and and invite some friends, and then you're the hero. That's a good idea because anybody knows this about life, but it takes you till you're older to realize it. That when you give somebody some shit, you feel way better than when you get stuff. Giving makes you feel good. So that's a good idea there. And you know they're going to take you to dinner and pay for your food. And it's going to even out. Life evens out. I've always thought when you go to these birthday parties with your kids and like you're giving them gifts, you know in two weeks they're coming to your kid's birthday party. And you're just I, I used to have a bit about that. You're just exchanging fucking gift cards. It's like ridiculous. We should just have to give nothing because it's all evening out, right? Ron Poliquin, and congratulations on um, being inducted into your school hall of fame. Ron's a uh, former football player. Can't remember. I think this is your college or is it your high school? I think it's your college, but it might be your high school. I'm sorry that I don't remember that. I got to look it up on your social media. And uh, loving your Instagram posts, dude. I almost bust your balls today looking at Ron Poliquin's Instagram. Every post is him just fucking deadlifting weight. Everything is just like, he's like channeling like Rocky or something. Like every every post is you lifting weights. It's hysterical. I would love to know. What's your wife think of that? Are you posting videos of you just lifting, like deadlifting? You're not even like doing like a curl. You're like doing shit that looks like it's going to give you a hernia. <laughs> I would love to just see you pop pop a hernia right in the middle of one of your videos. Just fucking pop a nut, just shoots out your shorts. Sorry, Ron. You're a great guy. I don't want to wish you bad bad things. Uh, But I do love it. Ron's got a great idea. Buy extra tickets for your friend. I'm going to do that next time I I do something. My problem is, every time I try to invite people now that we have kids to do stuff, do you get this? Just the dads sometimes I contact. I know like 15 dads and they're all like, can't, got a uh, double header. Can't, got a, we, we're, uh, we're apple picking. Can't, we're, uh, we're in Connecticut with, at my sister's. Like no one's ever fucking available. Like the guys I grew up with in Cherry Hill, I'm half loving that my friend Mike is DJing the thing. I don't care that I have to pay him. I'm just, I'm actually looking forward with hanging with the guy. I never get to see him. Nobody's ever available anymore. This is what happens. You get older, no one's available, and then we end up dying, and we're like, ah, oh, we should have hung out more. Yeah, we should have. Stop going to the double headers. Go to one of the games. <laughs> Upset your kid and leave and go golfing with your friends. That's what I'm saying. Last caller! Last caller! It's going to be a good one. I can feel it. I can feel it. Joe, it's Matt from Outside Philly calling. Uh, regarding uh, your your concern about being in the blues this week because you're trying to get people to show up to shows. And yeah, I'll say I was uh, had a busy week last week. I went to um, Black Crows on Thursday in Camden, and that was pretty full, but definitely not sold out in the lawn area in Camden. wasn't sold at all. There was another show on Saturday. That couldn't have been, Joe, third full. It was a Rush cover band. Actually, a very good Rush cover band called Lotus Land. Uh, so, yeah, I feel your pain. Um, 
it's a shame because, like, in the last Saturday show, you know, so we had to show proof of vaccination, had to wear a mask, big deal, right? So we did that and then had a nice time and drank and wasn't an issue. So, yeah, I just am wondering if this is just uh, going to be a little ongoing until through this winter time. So, anyway, listen, I hope we have a good time next uh, this Friday night, October 1st. Be there, everyone. I assume everyone listening to the podcast has bought a ticket and showing up and helped Joe out here. Uh, if not, Joe and I will hold you accountable to that. Anyway, Joe, I hope you're doing well, and I'll see you soon. Grissinger. Matthew Grissinger. Thank you. I feel like I'm definitely on the level of a Rush cover band. Not that that's a bad thing. I love Rush. Nice Rush cover band. You know? That's what I'm at. That's what I'm at, man. But it's- that was loud for a second. It's really hard to sell tickets, everybody. But we're out there. There's people like us doing it. Support. Support the uh, creative people that you see performing. They're doing a genre of something you like. Like, remember when? 100% new. 100%. I can't wait. My first story is about 10 minutes long that I'm going to be telling on this show about when I saw The Who in 82 at JFK Stadium in front of 100,000 people with The Clash, Santana, and The Hooters were the uh, first band out there. So come and see me this Friday, JoeMatterese.com, Collingswood, New Jersey. I'll be there with Dan Callahan and Brendan Donegan, two South Jersey comics that are hilarious. And then Ron Long is going to stop by. All right, everybody, keep listening to the podcast. See you later.